Kia ora. I'm Jane. I'm a blogger, podcaster, writer, photographer, coach, and mama. I utterly love women and supporting them with all the stuff we all struggle with but don't talk about. Are you giving it all away? The fear of always needing to give away more for people to buy from you, the fear of rejection, the fear that nobody's gonna like what I'm putting out. I'm not sure why I sang that. Um, if we looked at the last time you put out an offer or service, what extras did you add on because you were scared that no one would buy? Only to be left with so much more work than you ever imagined and you didn't actually need and you ended up feeling really resentful for the whole experience. When I look back at all the extras I used to give away, I absolutely exhaust myself thinking about it. Um, when I was a content creator and I was blogging as my main source of income, I would offer packages to companies and businesses and would send them off a proposal and then sit and wait to see what happened. And for about 10 minutes before emailing or messaging them back, um, I would sit and worry about the fact that they were going to say no. So I would fire off another email saying, I can also do X and Y and give you Z for that price. Um, the fear that they would say no was so palpable, my heart would beat and I would check, 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 check my messages to see if they'd read or seen the message. And then if a day went by and they hadn't responded, I would dive straight into they don't want it, they hate it, my work's shit, no one wants it, I'm never going to make any money from this, it's too expensive, they're going to hate me. Anyone else? A few days later, they'd either say yes, let's work on it, or it's not right right now and I wouldn't hear from them again so what was actually happening for me I was seeing packages and pricing as an hourly contract so I would imagine them sitting there with a calculator and working out the hourly rate of the work that I did for the package prices I gave out which gave me so much anxiety um, I would then panic about all the stories I would create I'd created in my head and would usually would send them something way less than I was happy with so that they would just say yes anyway because the price was so low or they would say no because the price was so low. Um, another example of this is offering something that's one of your highest offers. So it's a really, really good investment for somebody and it feels good and you're putting it out there, but you also add a masterclass, a bundle, a free template, a one-on-one -on -one coaching session to try and sweeten the deal. So let's deep dive into the reason why we do this. We want to be liked. Plain and simple, our brain is there to protect us. But apart from saving us from being eaten outside the cave in today's world, um, a lot of that fear is useless and it doesn't actually serve us well. It makes us tell ourselves bullshit reasons for not doing what we really want to do and allow us to stay comfortable but often annoyed, frustrated, and resentful. And we end up going round and round in circles, trying to pull in other people to like what it is we do and to need that external validation for us to feel complete and content in the work we do. We want to be paid well, but we don't communicate this anywhere. And so we wish that somebody would just automatically know that we what we want to be paid without actually telling anybody what it is we want to be paid. 
We don't say out loud what it is we want to be paid because we fear people are going to think we're too expensive or that we are mean or that the work that we do is not of value. But this allows us to stay comfortable in the conversations we have about money. And it also allows us to avoid having those conversations in the first place. So again, we end up annoyed, frustrated and resentful for the really, really valuable work that we do. It doesn't help the journey in the way we feel about our worth and the work that we do. And then the work that we do doesn't get rewarded. So we just go round and round and round in this cycle of not feeling accomplished, not for the just for the money that we get paid, but how we actually feel and grow in our businesses or the work that we do for our employers. We constantly need that external validation of somebody saying, you're doing a good job, instead of actually internally looking at, I can say that this is worth what it is that I'm putting out there. And if somebody says no, it doesn't mean that I am a bad person, just means that they just don't want the thing that I'm putting out there. We also want to avoid. So when we are stuck in the fear of what might happen, we avoid, avoid, avoid as much as possible. We do this by procrastinating. We do this by trying to be perfect and create stories that just aren't true. We also numb out with our phones, booze, with exercise and work. The list goes on. We add more. So we think that by adding more bonus time or work or packages or extras, we'll get people to say yes. But always, what always happens is we end up with way more work than we're comfortable with. And the resentment cycle just continues to perpetuate. There's nothing wrong with adding value. There's nothing wrong with adding extra super juicy things to the offers that we're putting out there. But it's because it's a value and you feel good about doing it. You, you're you not just going you know, into that feeling of, I need to do this to get somebody to say yes. You can work above and beyond what you promise. But when it spills into extra hours of work, that's when resentment occurs. And we find ourselves saying, oh, next time I won't do this. But when it's the 384th time you've said, it's not adding any value and it's not building the audience into an audience that wants your stuff and is hammering down the door. You're actually just building that feeling of needing them to say yes, just to say yes. And that is not about business being built on value, feeling good about the work you do and the time that you spend on it. So why can't the offer that we put out there just be enough? I want you to ask yourself, if you've ever put out an, an offer or you've pitched it at the price that you wanted, were you happy with the feeling just stopping there? So if you just put it out and you sat back and waited and you did all your marketing and all the stuff that you were going to do around your launch and all the conversations that you're going to have about it and the push and the selling it and the offering value, could you just stop there? So if you practice sending the email about what you offer and just wait, no added bonuses, no further information, you've actually left it in their core to make the decision on the information you send and you sat on your hands, how would that feel? Ultimately, 
giving people the information they need and allowing them to make that decision themselves is really important because it allows that that relationship that you're building with your clients and your customers to be really, really positive from the minute that you start that, that conversation. And it doesn't rely on you push, push, pushing and it feeling ick from the start. We often want this instant gratification. So we're so used to getting what we want instantly that when we put our thing out there into the world, if somebody doesn't buy it within the first five seconds, ask yourself, have you done this before? When when you put out your launch or your offer and somebody hasn't bought it within the first five minutes, you panic and you think, this is it. That's it. It's a failure. I'm never doing it again. Um, we feel like we're done. Instead of sticking to the plan, and putting out our thing within the time frame and getting scared and feeling worried or actually as a change feeling that you've done all you can within that product or offer and you stick to the plan and you do what you said you were going to do if you don't have a plan around your launch or your offer this is where it's really important to allocate that time to make one. You can sell every single day in your business if you want to. But by adding more to the offer that you're putting out there can sometimes feel less for that potential buyer. What happens when we add more is that we overwhelm our audience. So if you've ever bought a course online and you saw it out there and you were sold you were like I'm buying this within the first five minutes and then it comes out and when you get to buying it you also get x and y and z and a and b and c on a bit of d it actually feels a bit overwhelming which could put you off buying it when you were a hot lead anyway and you feel a little bit like the person who's selling it to you is a bit desperate so you didn't need all that extra stuff you actually were sold because they've done a really good job of their launch or you're already really interested in the thing they do or they've nailed the problem that you need to solve. But when they add, add extra and extra and extra and extra, it actually feels overwhelming and you usually end up not using most of that stuff anyway. When I get what I pay for what I've bought, it feels really good. Like the person is somebody I want to work with and be part of their community. So they deliver what they say they're going to deliver. The extra stuff often gets forgotten about. So in terms of saying add little bits that come along later, you know, you can, once you finish this course, you get this extra thing here and you get that extra thing there. It often gets forgotten about. So I would do some really good work if you've done this before and added extras. Who's actually participated in the extra bits so research your audience, ask them, ask your customers if they've used that stuff. Check online if you're using a platform like, say, Kajabi, see who's opened up the extra bits so you've got the information there for you to make some decisions about your next one. Believe that you are enough and the work that you do is enough. So you don't need another shiny thing to make that sale. To start to work your way out of needing to add more, know who you're selling to so intimately you've done your research you've asked questions of the people that you've bought 
from before, who's bought from you before. You know your avatar. They live in your house. You know where they shop. You know the coffee they drink. You know their behaviors online. You know where they're living online. You know the way that they talk because you've asked them those questions. What is it that you provide that is yours that solves a problem that they have? I am a coach, but people don't need a coach. They actually need a they need to solve the problem of feeling confident in the work that they do, creating a launch, creating an offer, leaving a job, making a decision. That is where I come in because I solve that problem, not because I'm a coach, but because I solve the problem that they've got. Practice sitting on your hands, literally. So put your offer out there, send your pitch or proposal, and wait and see what comes back. And when it's a no, it might not be a no forever, but there will be yeses behind that no. And this no is not a no to you. It's a no to the thing that you've put out there. So you can always ask, oh, was there something in there that I can learn from or work on? Stick to your plan. So you've created a strategy for the launch offer or proposal and you stick to it. And if you haven't got one, get one, create one, get some help with one, meaning that you don't add bits when no one seems to be buying. On that note, a reminder to sit in the fear of not selling within the first five minutes or first few days or weeks. Many, many of the sales that I've done and the launches that I've done, and I've done a lot now, I sold in literally the last week of the launch, hell, in the last day of the launch. And if I'd have pulled and come away from the plan that I've got, I would not have created and gone forward and done so many of those programs or offers that I've put out there. People need time to ruminate for it to swirl around in their heads, to get clarity, to think, to ask you questions. With the algorithm, they need time to see what it is you're putting out there. They need to hear the messages over and over and over. So hold on tight. Remember, how often do you not see somebody's pitch or somebody's launch till like the fourth day that they've put it out there? And then you've thought about the decision that you're going to make. So think about how you behave. If you're not selling and the launch is nearly over, this is a really good time <clears throat> to audit what you're doing and really look at what is working and what is not and adapt. Launches are really, really important in that you're putting the thing out there and you're learning from it. So if you put it out there and no one turns up or one person turns up, this is not a failure. It's so not a failure. This is where you can learn from what it is you put out there and you can adapt it for your next one. We've all had launches that didn't sell a dime. Me too. I've had programs and offers I thought were gold and nobody bought them. So I went back to the drawing board and looked and learned from what I've done and looked at this information that I've got because it's so gold, that information. You launched. That's epic. And now you've got information to work with. If you don't launch and you sit on it and you try and make it perfect and it never goes out there, you have got nothing to learn from. I hope these tips helped you to calm the farm when it comes to not offering more than you need or to hold fast when you do put your offer out there. You have so got this. Um, if you've got any questions about launching or offers or proposals, 
I am in my DMs in Instagram or on email, and I would gladly help you solve some of that stuff. If you found anything about this madly helpful, I'd love to hear about it. I offer one-on-one coaching for women who are stuck, who want to prioritize themselves, who want to start to do some work on the blocks and the things that they get stuck on. So come find me on Instagram at Queen Sound Life and flick me a friendly DM to start your one-on-one journey with me.